Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kiwi, and with me is BP. Hi! This week we're playing Dollars to Donuts by Molly Johnson, Robert Melvin, and Sean Stankovich, who apparently love food-based games because they also design Point Salad and Truffle Shuffle. Uh, it was developed by Alex Flagg, Patrick Capera, and it, the artist was Dylan Mangini, who also likes food games as he did Point Salad and Truffle Shuffle. I think it's a whole group that they all work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was shuff- uh, published in 2021 by Flat Out Games. Donuts must be made whole. That's the spirit driving your actions in dollars to donuts, mostly because the customers in your donut shop will not want to purchase half donuts that will undoubtedly be stale on their open ends. Manage your own donut shop and bake a beautiful collection of tasty treats in this easy-to-learn pattern-matching resource management set collection that defies all borders. And the mechanics are grid coverage, matching, pattern building, set collection, square grid, tile placement, and victory points as a resource. I have a question. Yes. Why would you have half donuts? Who's who's going to buy a half donut? I think that's the point. You don't want to buy a half donut because the ends will be stale. Uh, And then the box art is, uh, it looks like a price tag. It says dollars to donuts. And then it has a whole bunch of donuts on it. Uh, Some half donuts looks like they're stuck together where they're like half chocolate, half... uh, Sprinkles. Yeah, vanilla and sprinkles. I actually, uh, BP, grab that box and flip it around to look on the inside. Oh, it's a little donut shop. Yeah. I actually wish that art was on the outside. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Way cute. Yeah. So it looks like a little uh, little cafe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's got like uh, a person behind the counter serving up some donuts. Got some customers. It's got the pink boxes. Yeah. It's going to play a role here. Donut boxes. Yeah. Um, So that is, yeah, that's the inside. Oh, and it's got the donut holes, smiley face donuts. There's one with a skull on there. Where's the skull? The one next to the smiley face. Pretty sure that's a skull. Oh, yeah. And it says, do not or do not fear the reaper. Get it? The song, Don't Fear the Reaper mm-hmm. by, uh, what was that, Blue Oyster Cult? Mm-hmm. I think so. I could be wrong. Oh, and Glazed and Confused. That's the smiley face. Uh, so, BP, would you pick this up oh, off up the shelf? Oh, there. I see. Yeah, I was looking board. down there. Oh, yeah. No, I was I was looking elsewhere. Uh, would you pick this up off shelf? It looks delicious. Okay, that doesn't answer the question. Yeah, sure. Why not? Who okay. doesn't yeah. love donuts? Uh, yeah, so I would pick it up. I backed the Kickstarter. I, I love donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play a game that has donuts in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I would pick it up off shelf. Yeah. Um, you had me at donuts. Yeah. So, BP, how do you think it's played? Well, we've got pattern building. Okay. Grid coverage. So yet again, I've got a little board in front of me. I'm going to guess that kind of like with the pattern building matching grid coverage thing is, and we want our donuts to be whole, is that we're going to try to be building donut patterns. And my guess is that some of the donuts on here might be partial, although I don't know. But anyway, I think we're going to, we're going to want to have like the best looking donuts, and we want no half donuts because yeah, nobody, be yeah, donuts. nobody's yeah. gonna buy half donuts. So uh, grid coverage, we want to. We're gonna end up covering our board. 
Uh, we're going to want to match types because, like, the cover has some of these ones yeah, that are mismatched. And yeah. who, I don't know that That'd I'd want. I mean, maybe I, if you, if you like, were I'm like, sure it can be I kind of want a maple and I kind of want a chocolate, like, yeah. you know, but I'm yeah. sure it can be done. Sure. Just, yeah. um, so you probably want to match your donuts so you have like a full sprinkle or, you know, a full chocolate. And that's probably as well, right? Like you're going to want like so many of so, I'm, I'm guessing like if you have so many of, right, the happy smiley face ones, you're going to get like bonus points at, at the end, right? Yeah. The okay. other ones, I think all those other things just kind of go together with it. I don't know that it really defies all borders, Maybe, because maybe you don't want to build beautiful donuts, but you want to build crazy-looking donuts. Some mm. people really like those crazy-looking donuts. That's true. I'm, You're not into that. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I just... You don't need to gussy up a donut. It's already a donut. How can you make it better? Uh, well, some people really love all the crazy donuts. I topics. know. Well... Yeah. Uh, so, the history of donuts. Yeah. For reals. Um there is actually so there's a Smith so the Smithsonian right um, the the what the technology one in DC right dedicated to American history has one of their very first Krispy Kreme machines. Ooh, yeah, uh, they just got it probably about fifteen years ago now. Because, okay, not just got it. Right. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, you made it sound like yesterday. Yeah. Right. Well, the article came out about the time that they were just getting it. Okay. Um, but like, and so there's, there's definitely this idea of Krispy Kreme Dunkin' Donuts, like controversy, uh, that I'm not going to get into. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What controversy is there between Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, which one was first? Oh, uh, okay. And which one has the legit claim? By the way, not really on the whole history. So we're not going to get into okay. that. I, I thought it. there was some kind of like debate on which was better. No, okay. no, no. And we're not getting into that either. Cause I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum when it comes to donuts. Sure. Um, but, uh, the thing with the machine that when Krispy Kreme came out with it in like the 1920s, thirties, um, if you think about it in that time period, right, this mechanized thing that turns out a sweet fried dough product, right. That's all sugary and sweet. Wunderbar, right? Fantastic. Like you're going to like sit and watch that over and over and, and over can. again. I, I know. Krispy Kreme. I know. And so anyway, um, Reading this article, one of the things I learned is that there is such thing as donut historians. I feel like really they're just historians who yeah. wrote something about donuts, but the article coins them as donut historians, okay. which, I mean, who doesn't want to put that on their CV? Yeah, I was just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then... Um, it's really about the donut in the Americas, uh, and they really are kind of an American product, which surprised me because I thought they would have. There is definitely some European like settlement part and aspects to it, but uh, what I'm saying about the fossilized bits is that according to this article, there are archaeologists who have found fossilized bits of fried dough in Native American mittens, which. I think it can't possibly be true because why would you not finish it? That suggests that somebody didn't finish their food. And why would you not finish it? <laughs> so I say, I love also, I say nay. Also middens. I always pronounce it mittens, but it's middens are the coolest thing ever because it's basically archaeologists going through food trash of ancient civilizations. And I just think that would be fantastic. Anyway, 
Um, what we refer to as the donut has been showing up in uh, cookbooks since the medieval period, um, possibly in Germany. Um, definitely what we uh, refer to them as are uh, oily cakes uh, that came over with Dutch settlers. So mm-hmm. like some of the very early, what we would call right the fried dough substance um, was uh, Dutch uh, and so in New Amsterdam, um, you know, fried in oil, hence oily cakes. Okay. Uh, and then, um, supposedly, um, the origins, uh, would then further come along. They should have right in all these right cookbooks in the 18th and 19th centuries. The big part of it really comes out in, um, the 19th century and uh, this captain uh, and uh, his mother uh, who had uh, supposedly fried, you know, made an oily cake, uh, but then had used some of the nutmeg and cinnamon that her hu- her son, who was a captain of a ship, right, during the 17th century uh, and 18th centuries when all, right, the spice trade was, right, super big and popular and mm-hmm. nutmeg and cinnamon wasn't like an everyday thing, uh, put them in the oily cake and then put some nuts in it. So supposedly that's where the dough nut came from because uh, instead of a whole... Sure. The uncooked parts in the middle were just loaded with nuts. Um, the whole, again, some controversy about where the hole actually came from. Uh, the son says, right, that he actually took the, you know, to make it easier to eat, like carved out a hole. But there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of mythology. Which is because I've always heard it was because it makes it so you could cook it evenly. Yes. So, again, like I said, there's a lot of controversies about that. Um, so from oily cakes to donuts by the 19th century, uh, spelled as dough and nut or shortened for dough nut, uh, later so in the 20th century. D-O-U-G-H yeah. nut and then D-O-N-U nut. Yeah. Okay. Which I feel like, um, so, you know, it started off the longer phrase and then was shortened, but I feel like it's also almost an East Coast, West Coast thing. Well, I was going to say, it definitely feels like a regional thing because yeah. some people will spell it doughnut with a D-O mm-hmm. and others will spell it doughnut where you actually spell out dough. And I feel like it's right up there with pop and soda and, yeah. you know, Coke. and That's what I think, know. too. Um, along those lines, though, because uh, me coming from West Coast... And being very familiar with just the D-O nuts, which is, by the way, how the game is also spelled, works much better with dollars to just have donuts because sure, yep. they share the O as a donut. Um, well, you could share the O in the other one. It would just be too long. Yeah. Okay. The pink boxes, which are also on the box. Mm-hmm. Southern California. Mm. Yeah. So, um, according to the Wikipedia article... which. And I'll be all source. Go on. Right, right. Um, that this was attributed to some Cambodian uh, refugees who were fleeing the genocides of right the 20th century. Okay. Basically, because everybody was buying their you know donuts in dozens, uh, they kind of transformed the whole industry in Southern California because it was a pretty easy business for them to get into. Uh, and so a lot of actually Chinese Cambodians went into the donut business and then helped create and perpetuate the pink boxes, the generic pink boxes, because they were easy to just kind of distribute and then you can just stamp, right? 
oh, like, yeah, your your business your name business on name yeah. on it. I will say that the best donut places we've ever or I've ever been to have all been in Southern California. Yeah, yeah, some of my favorites. And usually, uh, maybe still legacies of Asian American immigrants, possibly, possibly. Uh, yeah, so I love donuts. That was great. Uh, uh, you and then there's the whole cake or yeast controversy. Oh, you, yeah. of course, are a big I'm a, I'm yeast. A yeast fan. Um, I, I, a well done cake donut is good, mm-hmm. but I will always pick a yeast donut over a cake donut. Uh, so you want to know how to play? Uh, in the baking world, aesthetics are paramount. Your ultimate goal is to fill your player mat and create as many perfectly matched donuts as possible. You All gain day. victory tokens for matched donuts, and at the end of the game, the player with the highest score is the winner. Points will come from customers, neighborhoods, donut pairs, and victory tokens collected during the game. The last player to eat a donut or visit a donut shop is the first is the starting player. That is player. so. I got a donut this morning. Is that so unfair? It is unfair because there are no gluten free donut shops. Yep, I don't where know we currently you. are. Uh, it wasn't the greatest donut I've ever had, but I really oh, did you get it from Giant? Yeah, I got yeah. it. From uh, still better than that place in Indianapolis. So mm. uh, anyway, I will be first player. Uh, and then uh, play will proceed clockwise until the game ends. On a player's turn, they take the following uh, actions in order. So you're going to buy. You're going to purchase a tile uh, from the, or a donut tile from the specials board uh, based on the price below the tile. So there's a board. Uh, that will have a bunch of donut tiles, uh, and they go from $5 down to $0. So the one all the way at the end will always be free. Uh, zero. It will always be free. It's, those, right. it's those gay old stale donuts. Mm, maybe. Also, I've never gone to a donut shop that actually has donuts left over. Right. Well, you don't want to do that. It's a waste of money. All right. So you're going to place your donut tile. So you're going to place the tile purchased into any empty space on the player mat in any orientation. The tile can even extend off the board, which is why it said borderless. Uh, The tile can, okay, uh, but matches off the board do not count for any purpose. Once placed, it cannot be moved. Collect victory tokens. Take one victory token for each donut perfectly matched. Draw from the bag. For each mismatched donut, you're going to draw a number of tiles from the bag equal to the highest dollar sign attached to the two halves. This is not true for jelly donuts. Place Your a favorite. yep. Place a dollar tile. This is optional. So once per turn, if you have any dollar tiles with half donuts or donut holes, you may place one of the tiles into any gap on your player mat. So we start with five dollar tiles. So on one side, they are dollars. And uh, in the starting of the game, you have two uh, or four plain donut holes and one chocolate donut hole. And then in this bag, there's going to be a bunch more. So some of them will have halves similar to uh, what we start with on our player board. Um, I love donut holes, by the way. They are very good. Okay, the next thing you can do is you can optionally serve a customer. So once per turn, if you have the necessary victory tokens, you may serve a single unclaimed customer. For each matching victory token, you can fill the customer card from top to bottom. The customer can only be served when you claim the card, and each customer comes from one of three neighborhoods, which comes into play during in-game scoring. So we actually have uh, three uh, customers from each of the neighborhoods. So we have uh, Mount Timber, the Rose District, and Sunset Heights. So, for example, so Jacob 
wants all plain donuts. And so if you had only two, you would get three victory points at the end of the game. Down to if you had four total when you pick mm-hmm. up Jacob, you could go all the way down and get three, five, and seven. All right. So then uh, we're going to fill refill the specialist board. So we're going to slide all the tiles to the right and fill in the empty space that's now in the $5 slot. We're going to add a new customer. So if we need to refill the customer row, we will replace it. So the game ends when one of the following occurs. Any player completely fills their player mount or the round is completed before score. Uh, uh, the round is completed before scoring or a player is unable to fill the special boards in uh, step seven, in which case the game ends immediately. Players get points from their served customers. They get three points for each complete set of customers from the different neighborhoods. So if you have one from each Mm. neighborhood, you'll get three additional points. Uh, You'll get two points for having the most customers from each neighborhood. Pairs of donut holes placed on the player mat, victory tokens not on customer cards, and finally, it's minus one point for each empty space still on your player board. The player with the most points is the winner. If there's a tie, the player with the most unused dollar tiles wins. Then the player with the fewest open spaces. After that, it's shared. Well, let's play. Okay. We just finished a game of Dollars to Donuts. Uh, and to recap, BP had 44 chocolate donut points. I do like chocolate. And Kiwi had 53 jelly donut points. You did have a jelly. I did have a jelly, yeah. Uh, so, BP, what was your strategy? I tried to match up things. Yeah, me too. I realized a little bit into it that... You actually sort of want to have mismatched donuts a little yeah. bit because that was the way you got money. Um, so you could always take the free one, but you're never guaranteed a free one since other people are going to want free ones as well. So I feel like I figured that out a little late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably should have been doing it because that's like, I feel like. I have a lot. And I realized I, I realized the same thing. Like I was like, I want this money so I can buy ones that will fit. Um, and then there are bonus ones in there as well that are nice, but, um, you also went off a lot more and I, I feel like I want almost to be able to redo it because I wanted to keep going. Did you? Okay. Well, that's kind of a, (laughs) I just, I don't know. It's just like, there's, I filled my board, Yeah, but Uh, I didn't win, uh, but I really wanted to keep everything in the, in the the grid. I realize, yeah, I think being able to go off the grid, like, gives you some additional options. Um, But as you can tell from my board, like, I still had open spaces. Mm -hmm. And I quickly ran out of, like, places where I could get the whole, because the grid itself is, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven Mm -hmm. by seven. And the the big bars that you have to take fill up four of those spaces. So, like, you're guaranteed at some point you're going to have to go off. And I felt like I went off early in the beginning and it kind of made for like a weird. So I ended up with a lot of spaces where I couldn't get the whole bar onto Mm -hmm. my grid. And I then had to go off. And we Uh, still served the same amount of customers. Yeah, we both served five customers. And I feel like uh, for the most part, we got to the contented level. So Mm -hmm. the medium one, I had one thrilled and you had one that was just 
contented versus delighted. Mostly delighted. They were mostly delighted. delighted. Um, So I felt like that was a little bit easier. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been different if you were shooting for more of the dollar tokens, mm. but I don't know. Mm. Um, so theme, did you feel like you were in a donut shop? Not really. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I felt like I was matching up tiles. Mm-hmm. I did like, you know, the the theme of like, I can have these victory points and I'm serving them as donuts to mm-hmm. the customers. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like that was really the only thing like thematically, but you could have done that with cupcakes or sandwiches or you know anything any kind of like food type item mm-hmm. where people put it in order so i'm not sure i necessarily felt like i was running a donut shop Mm-mm. yeah table presence what do you think BP? oh my god i still want a donut no it, it it's really cool uh not just the donuts but the tiles i mean you've just got Little circles and donuts everywhere. Um, All of the cards are very individual. Again, they do look maybe a little hipstery almost, except I guess Edith. She's still kind of hipstery. I don't think Daniel is. Oh, I just noticed they have flavor text. Cheaper than therapy. Gotta be glazed. Line them up. I'm just here for the glaze. Oh, yes. Uh, Jonathan, who wanted all four rainbow sprinkles, sprinkles, his is sprinkles complete me. Mm Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So back to. Yeah. They're the cards are great. Uh, The board with the tiles on them is pretty cool. It says freshest, fresh ish, and then not so fresh when you get the free ones. Um, So I don't know. It's. The table presence is great. I've, I've seen this at several Gen Cons, and I'm happy that we're finally. I don't know if you've seen this at several Gen. It just came out this year. Okay. Yeah. Was it at this one then? It might have been at this one. Okay. Uh, but I'm not sure if uh, they were there. But anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like because I, I think one of our complaints is always like sometimes you'll get games with really great card art, but then you hide all the card art. Oh, there's no hiding. Yeah, you don't do that because you can't do that here because you have to leave your donut victory points on the cards themselves. And then, you know, with the donuts and you have like these crazy, just, I feel like yours is like kind of all over the place in terms of like where donuts are. It reminds me also of a diner, like the color Mm, colorations. Yeah. Like a diner Mm -hmm. counter. I think it's supposed to be like that. So, uh, yeah, I I feel like it has good, pretty good table presence, uh, mechanics. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit with the being able to go off the grid. Because mm-hmm. traditionally, when you play a game like this, you have to keep everything in that grid. Mm-hmm. And you were definitely playing that way in the beginning. And then when I went off, you're like, oh, you can go off. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was mentioning before when I was talking about my strategy, like that doesn't it sounds like it's going to be a great thing. But as soon as I went off, I was then put in a position where I was running out of spaces where I could use the whole tile Mm -hmm. and it forced me into a specific orientation. Yeah. And it was definitely tile placement where you have that visual, right? Uh, How, how, like what is going to work best for like the amount of dollars I could spend on the fresher donuts uh, to match them up. So I guess like going back to kind of theme, table presence and mechanics, if we go back to the description, it now makes a little bit more sense. So uh, while I still didn't feel like I was running a donut shop, it it's talks about right. Managing a donut shop to bake a beautiful collection of tasty treats. Um, 
and it talked about right kind of defies all borders like the now now yeah, the reading that bit of course you I, did I but now i get it and um I don't know. I feel like then it does all come together. Like the puzzly aspect, I feel like Eric would have like a heyday with this one, right? Because um, there's not just the te- tetrisy aspect to it because you're trying to match everything up. You can go off grid. It really challenges you in those ways that I, I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did hear you see, you know, uh, grid, tile placement grid coverage i was hoping for a little bit of this and it definitely like tickled uh that aspect of my brain that loves to really challenge like how do you get everything to fit and the ocd part of me of course wants everything to be absolutely beautiful and perfect and it can't be so it's fantastic yeah uh rules how is learning the game Pretty, I mean, it was, it was seemed pretty easy then, especially when you found the, the little player cards that was very helpful at the beginning. So, um, but yeah, pretty straightforward. Like you said, these were all your things. And then it, it on the player card, it says optional for those optional ones. So yeah. Yeah. And I feel I don't like think I I had, mean, we had questions. Yeah. The rule book. I don't think we ever went into the, mm, I think I reread some stuff, not because we had questions or it didn't make sense, but it was more of just like a refresher in Mm -hmm. my mind. Um, You know, double checking, like making sure that it was every mismatched donut, not just like one mismatched donut. Um, But I I felt like everything was easy to find. The rule book was well laid out. The rules are relatively simple. The strategy in Brain Brewery is just like you said, it's it's getting the tiles where you need to in order to get the things that you want, uh, be it donuts or dollars. Uh, Player interaction. What did you think? Not really. Yeah. But it it also went so fast that it didn't matter. Yes, I agree. I, I think we we zoomed through because the steps that you take, like, you know, there's eight eight possible phases, but those phases go so quickly mm-hmm. that like you really don't have time. I, I feel like the longest time was somebody making their choice for what tile they wanted. Mm-hmm. So step one. And then after that, it was like zoom and it's your turn again. So, and I feel like that would have, I mean, we only played it with two. I feel like even if you were playing at three or four, you would, it would be a similar speed. Yeah. It would just take a little bit longer to get around to your turn, but yeah. I, I mean, you good. could, you could try to plan ahead by looking at what might be coming down the line. I, I never thought that far ahead, but yeah. I suppose you could. Uh, so the quintessential question, would you play it again? Yes, I would. Yeah. Because I really want to, like I said, like I really want to almost redo my board. I want to try it again. Uh, halfway through it, I was like, is there an app for this game? Because I feel like it would be one of those really great app games as well, right? Where you yeah. just want to sit there and like put things together. Yeah. And I'm glad that I backed it on Kickstarter. I would definitely play it again. I think, you know, for our collection, at least, I don't think we had any good like tile placement Mm. games like this. Mm -hmm. We have tile placement games, but none where we're trying to do the, the, you know, the, the math and stuff. So yeah, I would, I would play it again. So um, that is. Because it's also donuts. Yes. That is dollars to donuts. 
yeah. So if you have any recommendations of uh, games you want to hear our impressions on, or if you have your favorite donut recipe, especially if they're gluten-free options, just send them our way. You can do so via email. We're at First Turn Tabletop at Gmail. And we're also on the Twitter and Instagrams. Always flashing uh, pictures of donuts is very appreciated. Uh, it is First Turn Cast and our podcasting camel. And he's he's just... He's got like his hoofs like stuck into right donuts. Uh, and he's just, he's got one off of an ear and he's just, he's ready. He says, uh, by the way, he is a maple, a maple donut fan. And he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. Uh, and then he has to chew a little bit, you know, because he's got the, the donut going on. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Yeah, we get a new customer. Who we have? We have Humpy. Who's wearing Thought, a, who's wearing a horse. Yep. I'm not sure I feel about Humpy. Marcus, Marcus, yeah, he he would wear a hat. I'm going to serve Angela and delight her. Okay. Who is that? Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Jonathan likes the sprinkles. Jonathan does like the sprinkles. (laughs) 